You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. We got a new Raw Bench record holder, and his name is Julius Maddox. And today, we're going to talk shop. Uh, I don't know how many seen the video. This guy's Instagram is at irregular underscore strength so if anyone wants to check that video out and join our conversation uh, that's where you could find this lift there's actually another view of the lift i'm not sure where the hell i saw it first um not sure who broke the news on that i think maybe i was watching on power with the motivation but by then it's already been shared so it's a side angle there i saw the side angle yeah, I saw the side angle. His angle, he, he actually has it on his Instagram. Um, again, talking the new Rob Bench record. It comes out to like 739.6 pounds. Is it 355 kilograms? I'm assuming. That's that freedom unit, so I'm unaware, my friend. Um, I'd have to do mathematics. But anyway, at irregular underscore strength for those who want to check that out and talk shop with us. Now, I don't know. I don't know if this is good or bad. You know, um, his view is a lot different than the vibes I got from the side view, but that's how camera angles go. You know, will we ever know the real story? Nope. But this is our new record holder. Previous to him, uh, we had... Uh, I don't know how to say his first name, Shacharov Kirill, but Kirill was the world record holder. I forgot exactly what it was. I think this guy chipped him by a little bit because it's not a huge bump. Um, I think we're talking about what three three pounds, maybe something like that. I don't. I mean, I think maybe the other guy hit seven thirty three, seven thirty six. I'm not sure on that. But previous to him too was Eric Spoto. And I think Eric Spoto, at least over here in the U.S., probably the most well-known um, bench holder. You know, he set that. That was that was big time. He did a lot of videos with uh, like Mark Bell and stuff thereafter and whatnot. And uh, that guy, Eric Spoto, hit what seven twenty-three, I, I, I believe. And that was at that was at the record breakers or something. That was one of Mark Bell's meets, I think, the slingshot record breakers, because he got paid for that. Um, this is at Boss of Bosses. What the hell are they on now? Boss of Bosses. It looks like six. six. V1. That's six. VI. But... VI. Man, that's been going on for a while. <laughs> Boss of Bosses, six. I remember we had some athletes going for Boss of Bosses. I think it was three. Three or four or something. They made these, I'm in meat prep shirts and stuff. Sent them out to everyone or whatever. Um. Yeah, they just keep keeping it rolling at uh, I think Dan Green's gym over there. We also got a question anytime you want to take it. A uh, question on this or a question on uh, benching? Question on benching. <clears throat> Let's take it quick. Any tips and thoughts on what I can do to increase my bench? I'm stuck on a 150, 115 kilogram bench, but I want to break the national bench record. Kyle dot stick. I wish I could help you out with that, fella, but I would need so much more background info. Um, I mean, there's a lot you can do. Uh, I'll answer it that way. You know what? Um, Freaking this thing always shutting down on me lately. Any idea, tech man, what this might be? I have no idea. 
This thing keeps shitting the bed on me. That uh, that does not bode well for it. Look at this. Oh man! Right now, my laptop keeps shitting the bed on me. I'm trying to check out this bench record, and it's kicking me off. Maybe it knows you're gonna talk shit. It's really starting to piss me <laughs> off. Uh, I'm not sure why, but I'm not buying another one anytime soon. So I'm getting real pissed. From the future, man. He says you got to be able to re-rack. Yeah, um, I you should have the control to do that for the most part. That's a lot of weight. Um, but we'll get into that, you know. So, how many? If you've seen the film, well, I will you throw up some thoughts on that, and uh, let's see what you guys think. If you if you checked out this bench record, would like to hear from you guys what the hell you, you think on this. Um, like I said, there was two angles. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We have uh, the other angle. Looks like right here. Tough wanna reps. Mute this. No, I want, I want the video to play. We're watching this right now. Everything extraordinary can be Seven. So he's coming into the competition room here. He's coming up to the platform. This is a video from Tough Raps, I believe. So he's coming up for the world record. He looks pretty confident. Getting under the bar here. Grabbing his grab. There's no, there's no setup process about how like we teach it on the, the YouTube. He goes into that just quick dip there. Dude's just strong. He's taking it now. I mean, there's a sink into the chest. It's not anything huge, but he's a fluffy guy. So, so this is kind of bullshit now that I didn't see. I think it looks like on multi videos, the guy's waiting around the whole time afterwards because they had the re-rack problem. They had to get the weight up. But then it's like we're waiting around for a decision to come in so far after. This is just wild. This is just a wild lift. So I don't know what you guys think. If you want to post up below this new raw bench record here. Um, you know, from the side angle, um, it looks like I originally thought that you had some spotters here. Uh, but not doing their job. Celebrating. Didn't rack the weight. Kind of leaving it on um, this guy to rack his own weight. Which, you know, normally you can do. But that's a shit ton of weight. You always want some help re-racking some shit ton of weight like that. I mean, it's hard for you to kind of throw that thing back yourself. But these dudes over here on the right, they are um, celebrating early. You know, they just saw some history being made. That's pretty freaking cool. But, you know, they got to be there to re-rack it. So originally I thought, okay, so maybe the guys on the right were touching it. Um, they were bringing it back in. And then the guys on the, I'm sorry, the guys on the left were bringing it back in. The guys on the right here, um, yeah, we just, what, watched the opener there? That was a 672 up. opener. Unbelievable. Un crazy. But these guys on the right there, they, they just dancing around after. So they didn't help re-rack this thing. So that's my original thoughts. I was like, well, maybe they effed up there, and that's why it's it's a little weird and the thing drops. You know, obviously, holding that weight for that long could be very difficult at that amount of weight off the press. You know, and I know there's been times for myself as well, I'll get a weight up, and it's like you're struggling to hold the thing there for the rack. But he did get the rack. That's the thing. He got the rack command. Um, but... I've had times where I've lost a lift because I've pressed it up and 
it just slowly starts to drift. It's kind of like you're hanging off a cliff, kind of falling, and you're slowly falling, and you know you're falling, and you can't really stop it. You know when you're unbalanced, you're falling off a beam? It's kind of like that. You get the weight up, and you're like, oh, shit, they better give me a rat call here. And then you're slowly starting to fall, and then that weight's moving. There's nothing you can really do. Um, one of those types of scenarios. But he got the rat call, right? There's no question about that. He, and there's definitely no question about this press call either. Because there was, that was a significant pause. Yeah, there's no, uh, he got the press. He was down there. Um, and there was a rat call. And that's the thing, he got the rat call, so that officially means, you know, lift is over. But, um... I don't know. It didn't get back in the rack. But lift should be over on the rack call. He got the rack call. Help uh, Spotters can help him in at that point. They didn't help him in. But the key guys, I'm watching this one from uh, from his uh, Instagram here. Irregular strength. Irregular sla- uh, underscore strength. All right. And uh, I'm seeing this front angle. Now, I don't know if you guys seen this front angle here, but... That bar is is uneven lockout a little bit at the top. You can see his left lagging behind. And then it just starts to go to the right uh, or to go to the left. And these guys are on it quick. They had to react to that. I don't even know how you give them a rack command from that. Yeah. I don't see if I was judging. I mean, maybe for a split second, but the thing's still picking up momentum. You know, if I was a judge, I always try to make someone hold a little longer than that. Um, you know, impressive lift nonetheless, but at world record level, you got to have some standards behind it. And I don't see how he held it at the top long enough from this view. You know, maybe he should have kept this front view to himself. I sure it would have probably popped out, but this doesn't help his case none. Because from the side view, I'm like, okay, decent lift. But I'm looking at this front view now, and I'm like, shit, well... That ain't going so well. So, I don't even know if he got this this lockout right now. Um, So, it's a little disappointing because it's a world record. And, you know, the thing with that is it's just lifting, sure. But, you know, at this high of a level, too, it's like these guys are busting their ass, sacrificing a lot um, for this top spot. Like, their whole life revolves around doing this shit, getting the top spot, um... You know, they have reputation, but now you got a lift that comes in like this. And imagine if you're the previous record holder. Uh, what would be your thoughts there, Elvis? Well, for one, I want to watch the previous record holder. So I'm putting it out there to you. But uh, it's not a pretty... Uh... What if you had the record and this guy just came in and did this? But yours is smooth. The Carell's very smooth bench. I, I need to see Carell right up. now. He blew it up. It was easy. Listen, I'll we'll bring be it upset. up. Yeah, I, I need to see this. All right, we're gonna go over to the YouTube, and we're gonna look up Kirill's record bench. That was really smooth. I don't know how many guys or you guys saw this, um, but it was a smooth one, and it looked good. And that's the thing; it makes my job easy when I can reference, you know, one that. So he got it seven thirty eight. So this dude literally chipped him by a pound. And he got you by a pound of your previous guy. Look at this. He blows it up. It looks great. Good arch. Good position. Right up. It's no problem. Oh, that's a beautiful bench. Looks like a freaking joke. Obviously, more there. Okay? He just didn't do it that day. Was that was that the opener or was that the actual one? 
I think they're playing through a bunch of them. 335, KG, right at? here, 335. This is it? Okay, so a little more slow, but he blows it up. That's it, right there, there's your thing. record. Yep, so oh, he's just looking at different sides. Easy pause, good control, he didn't sink it into his chest much, good lockout, racks the bar himself, it's no problem. It's a beautiful bench press, same with Spoto, I thought Spoto had a beautiful bench press, let's look up his. So, Kirill was the previous... We're looking up Spoto now. He's another one. Beautiful bench press. Here it is, right here. 722. So we're 10 pounds or something off the record here. 15. So while we're watching this, I also have another question for you. Thoughts on using ankle weights on the bench? This person has also used uh, wrist weights. Um, I don't see any application for those items. Um, so that would be my answer there. I would uh, tend to agree. Yeah, I don't see any application to using that. Maybe if you want to explain what you were shooting for, if you're there, um, we can answer that. But here's Spoto's bench. Good, smooth, a little quick on the press, I always thought. But he, he was struggling with it, but doesn't pop up or nothing. But it's a good, clean lift. He racks it himself. He has no problem racking it himself. But I thought that was a fantastic bench, too. You know, obviously, guy knows what he's doing. And then we get this guy. Julius Max, nothing against him. That's a shit ton of weight, most a man ever lifted. But did it look pretty? I, I know it counts when I say this looked pretty. Even at the end, he's flailing his feet around like a dead fish here. So, you know, for a world record level, the previous two men, they nailed that shit. All right, they made it look easy. Looked like a freaking opener. Spoto, he struggled a little bit more, but uh, Kirill just freaking blew it away. Right, and then we get this. If you're Kirill, what the hell is your opinion on this? What are you thinking, Elvis? You pissed? What's going on? I'm freaking pissed. It doesn't look like his feet are failing. It looks like he just lost traction because they're kicking out. Oh, yeah, he lost traction. But then he like purposely kicks his left or something. No, no, I think it's because of the bar fell this way. It's almost like a teeter-totter, you know, you're forcing okay, it. Okay, let's take way. a look. He's pressing up. Definitely the right one slips. Because right one slips, but then it falls this way. I see. He's just yeah. kind of, you know, he's caught. He's a dead duck right there. But either way, either way, That's if you're it. the previous record holder, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I was just a record holder, and now this guy comes in and does this. I don't I know nothing against the, the weight he's moving, but it's gotta be a little cleaner than this. There's something, you know. And yet you hate to take it away from, but there'd be less backlash, I think, if you if you called this a no lift. I don't. It's moving around all over the place here. I would be pissed. I I just think that for most people, you have like a longer recommend mm -hmm. because he does lock this out, but it's like I think he locks it out, but I think he locks it out for like a split second. I don't think it's long enough for a recommend. No, I don't either. And, but I don't think Spoto's pause was long enough for a good pause. Exactly, yeah. So he got a little gift there. Um, this guy gets a huge gift. Um, but fundamentally, if we break down the fundamentals of the bench press and like how we usually coach and whatnot. And Before you do that, we have a question if you want to take it. Sure. From Justin Marshall, uh, 1237, opinion on the Small Off Junior Bench Program. Um, I have never looked at the Small Off Junior Bench Program, so I cannot opinionate it. <laughs> I assume it's a lot of benching. It's a lot but of benching. Maybe if you want to fill me in, maybe, um, then I can give you an opinion. But i never seen that. It's a shit ton of benching. never seen the layout. 
What do you know what it is? I know it's a shit ton of vetching. I wish I knew more. Just a small of anything sounds like a shit ton of something. Um, But I don't know if you're bench only or not. But if you're trying to work in other lifts, it's going to be really tough to do. So, um, you know, what, what I don't like about it is... So I get a lot of people, if I'm coaching them on one style, they're always like, well, how come this person does it this way? And when this person happens to be a world record holder too, you know, their argument is, well, he did it this way and he has benched the most anyone's ever benched, you know? So um, it makes my job really hard um, when you have something to reference like this. You know, there's always, you know, even Hornstra and all that, they, they really sink it to their chest more. They have that big pop. Um, the bench style is very different. It's more that sink and heave type of deal that I don't ever coach. Um, and I really think majority of lifters have no business doing it. It's not helping them whatsoever. These guys are just freakishly strong. This is a big dude we're looking at. How big you think this guy is? He's a big dude. You see it in his bench belly. He's, he's a big dude. Definitely smaller than Ray, but he is. And Jeremy Hornstra, he's not a huge guy, but his arms are freaking monstrous. So these are all big dudes, big jacked up muscles and whatnot. Um, you know, not that all of them aren't huge in their own right, but there, there's definitely freaks that get away with less than perfect technique. Wouldn't you agree? If you there's s- some ugly lifts out there. Have, if, have you seen LeBron squat? Yeah, <laughs> but he plays basketball <laughs> and he squats like two plates. Oh my god, he squats like a like a stripper. Got that stripper squat going on. I uh, said Greg Panora used the wrist weights. Uh, I'm still not sure the application. I know Greg's a fantastic lifter, um, but I don't see the application unless unless he had a reason for it. Um, so maybe if you want to delve into maybe why he was wearing them. Doesn't know the application, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why he was doing that then. Um I'm racking my head for it. I just can't seem to see how that might help. It would just make things a I just think it's unnecessary. Uh, a lot of times someone will succeed despite what they're doing instead of because of what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So th- that, that's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, but you've tried to squat like LeBron to get better at ball, you're going to be missing out. But it makes things so difficult as a coach because someone will always reference it. Always reference, well, he did it this way. Tom then, Brady doesn't eat strawberries or eggplant, and you know. You know, that makes it hard. It makes it hard. I don't know. Someone's probably going to say, well, Tom Brady doesn't lift weights, and that's a good reason for you not to lift weights playing football or whatever. But, you know, I'm sure he could be fine lift the weights a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? So it just makes, I feel it makes my job much harder now that this happened. So. I think it's a great, it's a, it's an impressive lift. You know, he's lifting a shit ton of weight, but just the way it ended, and um, you know, the style of benching too. I'm, I'm just personally, I'm not ex- super excited about this one. Uh, I thought Carell blew that shit up. That was impressive as shit. That was, that was a really, that was a really impressive bench press. So, uh, from Justin Marshall, how important is strong lats during the bench? Strong lats is everything. Um, but, I mean, it's really the entirety of your back. I don't want to pinpoint one muscle. But um, your back in general, is that's everything. Um, the ability to bench and understand what's going on with your back and not to load the shoulders, but rather to keep the back engaged. And 
Someone even might be good at doing that on the travel down, but then a lot of people lose it on the press up. So the people that can actually bench press effectively with their backpack is, um, sorry, with their with their back is actually very very slim. The people that can actually do that real effectively and then hold it on the press up. I mean, very very slim and something that always needs to be worked on a lot. So that's everything to answer your question. So these guys are coached by Josh Bryant. Now Josh Bryant, everyone, he got a track record. Uh, he works with a lot of great benchers. Okay, I have um, been to a seminar with Josh Bryant, and um, you know, he wasn't touching on bench press stuff that day, but he was talking about like strongman principles and whatnot. And you know, he sounds like a fantastic coach. He's he's the guy to go to now for everyone that's benching. You know, I know we cover bench, but he's the original bench goat coach. Um, you know, he everyone goes to him for these big records. Um, you know, for a reason, he gets people strong. I've watched some of his, uh, I've watched some of his, his videos. Very different training style. Um, it seems like a lot of what he does is really just kind of grinds you into the ground in terms of a lot of stuff is going to be going to failure in different ways. Um, either you know you're going max effort, or even with your rep work and stuff like that, you are. Um, going to be going to complete fatigue and burnout. Um, but you can see the people he coaches, the guys he coaches, um, their technique's very different. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of the sink and heave type stuff going on. Um, so you could definitely succeed in different styles, but it's hard to argue the success, too, of guys like Carrillo and whatnot, that's a beautiful bench press. If you want to see beautiful bench press, um, that record, I don't think there's any doubt. You can't doubt that record, Elvis, the I, real I can't. one. Oh, man, that that's... was just super clean. You're like, that guy blew it up. Good for him. But that's how you want a record to be. All right, nothing controversial records. They suck because, you know, we're always debating them. Like, guy like Carrillo comes in, blows that shit up. You know, no way we can make any case against that. That was that was unbelievable, which is how it should be. Um, so does this bench actually count? I don't know. When they say something about uh, sanction being pulled or something like that, I don't know. I don't know if this is officially going to count. Looks like it is for now. Um, I don't think you can go back and review this type of stuff. I'm I'm very opposed to that. I think it should be determined in the meat itself. Not outside the meet a week later, um, you know I don't think that's fair to anyone. So I'm I'm big on whether you get it right or you get it wrong. You get it done at the meet itself. You think that's fair? It has to be. That's how it should be done. Or else everything's um, going to be up for review. Then, if the reviewer themselves get it wrong, then it's you know you'd be looking up stuff from back in the day trying to re- reverse it. Sip a coffee for the work of me. All I know is that his Instagram caption is, they say it's the most controversial lift in powerlifting. Just know this is the beginning. Yeah, so, well, everyone expects to do more, and then they never end up doing it. Listen, everybody, but we'll see. I don't know. Ray squatted over a grand a bunch of we'll times. We'll see. It's when you, well, when you hit a world record, it's got to sh- completely shift your mindset because you're not chasing anyone anymore. I mean, you're chasing yourself, but... You know how hard it is to get to that point anyway? 
it, it, you know? I think it really depends on who the person is themselves. Because a lot of people just... Like, the, the drive to compete in themselves is so strong. Mm-hmm. But most people, what happens is they reach the top and then there's a sharp fall off. Because they don't have that drive, that chase... You know, like like the wolf climbing up the mountain is always hungrier than the one on the top. Yeah, you got to be very, very strong-minded to want to go back and be able to set that record. Because even if you are, you know, if you were to miss it, you're still the world record holder. You know what I mean? So the just the mindset shift there is got to be pretty nuts. Um, you know, I certainly know that if I was ever at that point, I would be like, oh, shit, I'd probably want to take a little layoff you just kind of did it you climbed the mountain you're the guy and forever you can say you were a world record holder you know you get that right it's like you're a super bowl champion for a year uh, you know it could take that year away from you you know what i mean so you can always say you're super bowl champion whatever joe flacco super bowl champion have we seen much from him since nope and he was the highest paid guy in football after he that. got money he got paid big time for one super bowl but he is Super Bowl champ Joe Flacco. Yeah, I, I got some beef with Joe Flacco. Because his prime Joe Flacco years were uh, throw a deep Torrey Smith, get a pass interference call, march down the field. Yeah, I don't think he's a good quarterback. That was the game. Is. That was but, the game plan. You know, they paid him after that. But anyway, this guy is always world record holder bench press um, at the end of the day. From uh, Vlad Myers, uh, repping 300 kilograms, all reps looking smooth. Kirill's technique is perfect. Yes, says, I, it's very, very good looking bench. He saw Maddox bench, just one angle, looked all right. Looked all right to him. Looked okay. Right. Um, I said that too. But if, from you check the out the front, if you check out the yeah. front angle, I think you might feel different. Is this angle, I, I wouldn't even have posted it if I was him. I'd say, F this angle, I'll just take my side angle shot. Yeah, I wouldn't have posted <laughs> this front angle. That's not helping his cause any <laughs> bit. Let someone else post it, I ain't posting this front view. All right, because it did not look good from the front view. I was going to say the same thing, my friend. I was going to say, it looks okay, but you see this front view, and then you're like, well, maybe not, because there is maybe... A split second where the bar even looked even at the top. Um, you got to check out, yeah, at irregular underscore strength on Instagram. Or I'm sure you, maybe maybe not on YouTube. It seems like a personal shot. But um, you see this front view. I think it will change your opinion very quick. That's If anyone saw this, more people that see this, I think the more will be that kind of pissed off. I'm sure Carell, if I was Carell, I'd be freaking pissed at this count. I'd be like, there's no way. Because now he's not the guy anymore. But if it counts or not, it looks like it's good. Whatever. It's what it is. Let's talk a little bit the future benching. Future. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the future here now. The future of powerlifting is getting all the boys on that country farm, bringing them in. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are some dudes who are just like country strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Some guys that, yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, look at Larry. I mean, he's a complete freak, too. I mean, you're not going to, you're just not going to do what he did. Yeah. You know? I, I just think, like, the bigger power thing gets, the further it's going to reach. So you get people who oh, would yeah, do something absolutely. else, who would be playing a sport that can't do it for some reason. They're going to journey into powerlifting. I don't know if this dude had any background in football or anything like that, but I mean, we always say some of those football guys, who's the guys on the Brown? Who's that Who's that linebacker on the Brown? Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett, defensive end. Unbelievable. 
I mean, he started powerlifting. I think he would freaking wreck it. You I see think, how big that guy is. Listen, I, I I understand that. I think if you get Saquon into powerlifting, that's. I mean, at first they're probably gonna look ugly. Does doesn't he have a? Isn't there a video of him deadlifting or something? There's a video of him squatting. He did a box jump squatting. Yeah, it was really high, but but. If you taught him a little bit and he, he understood and he did it for a while, I honestly maybe he think freaking blow it up. I think that was just a lift for the gram, you know. Yeah, but you know those football. I mean, the reason they're playing football is because they're getting paid a shit ton of money. You know, they're not going to do that with powerlifting, so no one's going to gravitate to that. But with football, I mean, those dudes are the best of the best. You know, um, so yeah, we're looking up Miles Garrett stuff here, but um, hey, you know what I mean. Like there's some oh, real the first freaks. one is from Athlean X. There's some real freaks out there. Guys everywhere. What is this? Is Miles Garrett benching? Miles Garrett benching. Three, what's that, 85? Blew it up. I mean, he's crushing his rib cage, but he's blowing it up. Listen, this is this is sports-specific training. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, he's training for football. But these guys, what I'm saying is they're genetic freaks. You know, that's why they're playing football. So if they dedicated their time to powerlifting, they would be freaks. Um, but either way, you think someone's going to break this record anytime soon? I think it's been, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this, but it's from, been two two years since the last one. From uh, Walsh Lift Rose, remember Larry Allen from the Cowboys? He was a 700-pound bencher, I think, at one time. Yeah, there you go. Easily, football would be the biggest freaks in powerlifting. Easily, just just the money is there, and just it's a very physical context. Just look it. at the size of them. I mean, they they're just gonna grow, you know. From uh, then there's their own Beckham. Oh wait, you looking up? Oh, looking up Thera Buckham. Yep, I'm I'm unaware, so I got one of Odell's cousin. Odell's cousin. Interesting. I don't remember him doing anything. I don't remember him doing anything. I think he's just jacked. <laughs> yeah, he he's but Kirill said he's back in at. the game. He said he's back in the game. From Toxic Nick T V. But see, the thing is was he was he out of the game? So I mean once you climb that top, it's tough. Are you gonna stay at the top or what? You know, you're not chasing anyone. You know, th- obviously this guy he's very talented. He's doing a lot of crazy shit in the gym, Theron Beckham. Um, and you know, I'm sure if he decided to powerlift too, he'd be great. You know, he's look at the jump; he's expressing freak ton power. But he's literally just running around the gym right now, doing all kinds of crazy. He's like squatting a yoke. Now he's walking with a yoke. He's jumping over the yoke. He's doing backflips, <laughs> and now it looks like he's gonna go bench press. This is a circus routine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is interesting to watch, though. <laughs> James Harrison, by far, might be the hardest working NFL player just in the workout room. Yeah, 100%. James Harrison's a definite animal. James Harrison playing volleyball with a medicine ball, that is insane. And he did. He did a few few big lifts. The one thing I don't like is he's squatting a bamboo bar, shit ton of weight on it. The things that he done, though, if I was a strength coach in the NFL, I would be like, holy shit. Because if this guy gets hurt in the, in the gym, he's big money. Well, I, I just don't think that as James Harrison strength grow, coach, he tells you what he's doing. You just kind of go with it. James Harrison. Yeah, well, by that time when he's a vet, I mean, what are you going to do unless yeah. you've been with the team the whole time? 
But if he gets hurt in your in your weight room, you know, you allowed it. Uh, a lot of stuff, especially with like high level like strength sports and everything, it's really not the best trainers to get there. It's kind of it's a who you know kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. unfortunately. But so. I mean, you're still gonna lose your job if a dude like that goes down in the weight room. Imagine that on ESPN. Oh man, Tom Brady's out because he pulled his pulled his tricep, tore off his bone, doing super shit in the gym. Just also with uh, as like a strength coach at a high level, you have no job security. Well, oh like, yeah, I'm sure you are being passed around quite a bit. Yeah, like if three ACLs go down, you know, in a month. They're all kind of like almost impact. I almost you know? feel like you have more job security than the head coach, though, because everyone's going to look to the head coach. First. No, they get moved. Around. But if the head coach gets moved, the whole oh yeah, the whole shebang are, gets yeah, moved. Most you know? people are moved. Yeah, everyone brings in who they worked with and stuff like that. But um, if anything, the head coach has the most, almost the most staying power. You know, because they get to pick the whole new staff and everything. I don't know about that. I think they get moved quicker than anyone. Uh, you know who gets moved quick is offensive defensive coordinators. They're they're the first to go because one side of their ball is usually not doing well. So the defense of the offensive coordinator they go, special teams coaches go. Yeah, they go quick because they're like the leaders of that front. You have linebackers, you got defensive backs, but you know it comes down to the, what the hell the defensive guy's doing. He's in charge of all that. So from Blad Myvers, uh, medicine ball throws for explosiveness. How much of it should he be doing? Um. I, if, if you're doing powerlifting, I don't think you really need to implement that much. If you're training for strength conditions like sports and stuff, um, I think you'd use a shit ton more of it. Uh, it depends on what your goals are. If it's powerlifting focused, I don't think you need to do any med ball throws, really. Um, you can for like warm-ups. I'm really big on doing that at the beginning of workouts uh, just to do something explosive. Would you like to weigh in? Yeah, I, I would say, honestly, the only reason I would put it in is for warm-up. But I really like a banded bench, you know, just wrapping a band around and just, like, kind of getting a little pump there. Yeah. Being supposed to do there. Much. I think that's a better carryover because my hands are going to be in the same position as the bench press. Yeah. You want to move how you're going to move when you, you got to think pilots and sports specific. So if you're outside doing a bunch of crazy shit, doing box jumps, hopping everywhere, um, you know, are you even practicing what you're doing on game day anymore? You know what I'm saying? So Listen, Odell's cousin's jacked, but does he have hands, you know? Yeah, a football player's not going to practice basketball for football. Not the same. Anyways, so we're talking a little bit future of benching. You think anyone's going to set that record anytime soon? I think uh, anything grill. You think he'll come back and do it? Comes I'd back. love to see that because he was solid. That, that was a solid bench. I mean, that last bench moved like butter, you know? Yeah, I know he's he's chomping at the bits too. I'm sure he's more pissed than ever. So I'm sure he'll be back because he could have already done more than he did last time. So yeah. I hope he chips him by one pound, gets it back up there. Anyways, um, quit bench is coming back big time. Um, seeing more and more people get into uh, shirts and whatnot. Currently, the quit bench press record. If you're not counting Tiny Meekers, I believe is um, Ryan Canelli. If I'm not mistaken. Or uh, Ryan Canelli, I think. I don't think it's Scott Mendelson. Um, I think it's sitting around about 1075, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, obviously, I think Tiny Meeker, I think he did get his 1102. I think Tiny Meeker's 1102 is way more convincing than this guy's 739 raw. I would agree. Um, 
you know, some people say he didn't lock out that 11.02, but he, he's, I saw him, he's holding it there for a little bit, you know, he blew the thing up, um, I have a hard time believing that he, yeah, and, you know, either way, getting that weight up and just holding it there for a little bit is really shit ton tough, that's 11.02, so, you think anyone's gonna beat that? I don't know. I haven't seen anyone put up that type of weight in a while. I don't think I've even seen someone get close to it, you know? You know, uh, there's some strong dudes out there. I mean, you know, obviously Dave Hoff. Um, but, you know, he's a full-power guy, too. He's not a bench-only guy. So, you know, hitting an 1,100-something-pound bench probably isn't his best interest if he wants to really get a good total and keep pushing that total up. Um, for bench-only guys, though, you know, I hear Scott Mendelson's back, so you never know what you're going to get out of him. Um but, you know, Matt Minute's a great guy, but he's, uh, I don't see him doing too many bench-only things either. Everyone's been really following uh, Jimmy Cobb for a bit. He's a beast. Yeah, Jimmy Cobb, I actually um, was handing him off at his last meet. He was shooting for a 1,000. And, uh, you know, I was chatting with him. He's cool. And uh, he's very, very strong. He was wearing, we were talking what shirt he was wearing. He had a uh, triple chest. and It was like a custom-made triple chest plan, panel from Titan with double sleeves, and, um, yeah, he went for a 1,000 three times um, that day, and, uh, you know, he's he's one of those guys, he's a bench-only guy, and uh, he's one of those guys that, um, you know, he's shooting for a 1,000, I don't know if he's going to hit 1,100 or something, anything, anytime soon, um, based on how his 1,000 moved on his opener, real solid, um, so potentially down the road, but, yeah, no doubt he's probably one of the dudes up there that could potentially do it. Um, but I, he also said he was cutting down and weight after this. He just wanted to get up there to hit the 1,000. So if you're trying to shoot for a world record, that's not your mindset. You're not trying to cut down and weight. Maybe for a weight class, but if he's going for the all-time biggest bench, you're not cutting weight and then getting that. So um, I'd love to see him keep getting huge and do it i'm sure he could i think he's only at 265 or 270 if he was 300 something 100 percent. i think that we're going to see a bunch of big benches come out as federations love those banded shirts yeah yeah i was good getting to that too yeah that's uh you got bench daddy and most noticeably and um and uh rich putnam's bench freak shirt if anyone don't know what that is, you can look up on his website, benchfreak.com. He's got the band. Sip of coffee for the working man. Those those banded things are insane. Um, banded, yeah, they are. But at the end of the day, I think they allow someone to lift more weight than normal. But I don't necessarily think they allow you to lift as much weight as possible. That's my kind of opinion on those. I, I don't think anyone's going to break Tiny Meeker's record in there. But I think it's going to be how, like, deadlifts moves up. It's like at every meet you see, like, a 700-pound one to begin oh, with. Oh, yeah, you'll see a lot more big benches, I believe. Yeah. So 800 won't even be that impressive anymore. It'll just be another thing at every meet. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll see a shit ton more big benches. But in order to hit the top ones, I just don't think that'll give you the carryover you need. I know Rich was trying to show a, um actual shirt chest panel into the shirt. Not sure if he actually got that accomplished or it's just more band layers. Uh, if he has an actual chest plate of a shirt, that's going to be real interesting. But kind I'm of not like sure a, if he has that there. Kind of like a hybrid shirt, almost. Yeah, it's an actual shirt, like collar layer um, within like the band itself. 
that would be real interesting because you need that type of material. You know, it's just just way too much stopping power in that, as opposed to the band. Um, the band will launch you though. The band will really launch you. But having the combo of both, I think, is gonna be key. But I still think you could get more out of a good tight bed shirt. The only thing is, I don't think many people out there can use a good tight bed shirt. Um, and then the patience to break it in where it needs to be, and then the patience to actually wait until the meat to touch, and um, you know all that. So, Greg Powell is a huge bencher too. Not sure on his gear total, however. Uh, I don't believe he does any full power. Um, yeah, Greg is is great. Um, he's really hit or miss every meet. I know he just does a lot of meets now. And, um, you know, he's always kind of shooting for that thousand. He's always trying to get that thousand. Um, but in terms of hitting the all-time biggest bench, I think those days are gone. I think he would say that, too. Um, the guy's 55 or something like that. Um, unbelievable guy. Um, just what he's doing right now at this age, too. I think he'd be happy with that thousand, to be honest with you, and that'd be it. You know, it seems like a lot of these guys, you know, just I think they'll be happy hitting that thousand. I mean, that was always my thing too. Um, you know, I always said if I can hit a thousand bench, I'll just retire. That's that was, you know, coming from where I was, thinking that could be possible was a wild thought. So, you know, as you get closer and closer, as time goes on, um, you know, it's, it's what's required of you to get to that top level. I mean, every guy is big. Every dude is a big dude. You're going to have to probably get over or close to, um, I mean, I don't know Kennelly wasn't, but you're going to have to probably be close to 300 pounds, um, you know, at least 275s. I know a lot of those guys are getting real strong now, lighter, but um, just to move that type of weight, I just you got to be a big dude. And do you want to be a big dude? You know, the health stuff that comes along with that. You know, how long have you been that big? You know, can you breathe all right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I don't think a lot of people want to do that. Like, uh, I don't know, when I was yeah, talking with Jimmy a little bit, sounded like he was getting up to hit a 1,000, and then his, I think everything was agreed he's probably going to cut down a little bit. Um, you know, I think he already has a world record bench press at one of the weight classes, whether it's 220, maybe 220, I think. He hit, like, 950. I think that's already world record for that. Um, but I don't think anyone wants to be up that, that, to that weight. I can't blame him. I feel like you, you gotta look like a NFL offensive lineman. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know, how much you want to sacrifice to get to that point, and is it that much worth it to you? I can honestly say I would definitely not make that type of sacrifice. So, I will never be touching those weights anytime soon. Because uh, I just wouldn't want to do what comes along with that. You know what I mean? Because, uh, um, you know, he's got other stuff going on. I'd rather much focus on coaching and stuff. So it's like, what are you willing to sacrifice? And that's why I say it sucks when someone comes in and it's controversial. You know, obviously they're they're putting in a lot of work too. But, like, if you put in all this work, you sacrifice so much, you know. it. How would Tiny feel if someone came in and... <laughs> You know, made a real controversial bench, and you know, you know, every record's meant to be broken. So I don't know. You handle a little bit differently. He's if you've been world record holder for a while, then what the hell? You pass it on to the next guy. You know, I don't. I think everyone's excited to get there. I don't think it matters as much how long you're there. You know what I mean? I, I, if you're the world record holder for seven years, 
I mean, records are meant to have been broken. You know, you've been waiting for someone to do that seven years. I don't think it devalues you. It's just, you know, I, think, I wouldn't be too mad about it. Yeah, I think uh depends on what you want to do. If you want to be the world record for a long time, you know, be king of the hill, be top dog, or if you just want to plant your flag and kind of leave your mark. And yeah, well, at exit. some point you're, like, retired. Yeah, you know, of you're course. You're not going to keep doing it. So, I don't know, if you're there for a substantial amount of time, you know, I at least, I don't think I'd give a shit. It's like Ed Cohen. I don't think he really gives a shit that people break his record. Like, his deadlift record got broke. I think he's happy to see that happen, you know. I'm sure he'd still like to be the guy, but, you know, in the back of your mind, you know, you know Tom Brady's going to take every quarterback record in the back of your mind, so pass it on. <laughs> no, Peyton Manning's not going to have all his records forever. They're meant to be broken. But uh, when Peyton Manning recognizes that someone broke his record, though, it's hilarious. Makes yeah, a little video great. of it. Yeah, it's great. So I hope everyone breaks his record. We can get some more Peyton Manning vids. He's on ESPN Plus or something. I just don't have that. I would not on that. I would love either. to see Peyton's places. Looks like a really cool show. Anyways, and we're gonna wrap this baby up. If anyone wants to drop a quick buzzer beater question or wants to shoot the shit on this video of um, Julius Maddox, I got a quick question. The new bench champ. To allow people to enter a buzzer beater question tonight. Right. Tomorrow night is the kickoff of the NFL season. This is going to air tomorrow morning. Who are you taking to win the game? Because I will say right now, I am all about Trubisky Palooza. Go to the Bears. The Bears. Who's they playing? Packers? Bears, Packers. Kickoffs tomorrow night. That's always a good game. Who's the home team? I want to say, I will look it up right now. Because I'm, I want to say it's at Packers. At Lambeau? I'll go, uh. Before you answer that, it is at, at Bears. Bears. Huh? I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, you know, I have Aaron Rodgers as my fantasy quarterback, so uh, i got to support him. I don't have any Bears. I have Trubisky as my fantasy quarterback. All right, well, All I right, have Rodgers, so i gotta go with, uh, I got to go with the, the Lambeau faithful. And I also play you week one, so. All right, so that's a good matchup. <laughs> First time I'm doing fantasy in a while, full season fantasy. FanDuel's been kicking my ass every year, so F that. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. You have been listening to uh, The Benchcast. Later.